You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I remember entering into high school my freshman year. 12, 13, 25 was my uh, locker number. I had that combination. I really thought it was big stuff having a locker. It was an amazing thing. And uh, I can remember school so very much, going into school. And about the end of my freshman year, moving toward my sophomore year, I was considering, I thought, you know, I, I think, I was in biology, I said, I think I I think I'm going to be a doctor, a medical doctor. Well, then I figured out you had to be smart to be a medical doctor, so I decided later to become a preacher. And uh, so I'm a preacher instead of a medical doctor. I, uh, I don't think I could, I, I, don't, I don't know how those doctors do it. I don't know how you make an incision and uh, cut someone open through the layers of skin and open that up and then do that. I think, I don't know, it's, just, I, it's way beyond me. And the brains and the, we have, I believe we have 68 or 70, 72 people in this church that are doctors, are uh, heads of departments of medical fields and nurses. It's an amazing thing how many people are here in the medical field. And I, I honor you. Uh, the brains that you have, the intelligence you have, um, the, the skill that you have in speaking with people and you're kind to people. That's why you're in that profession undoubtedly. But tonight I do want to take what little bit of medical knowledge I know and take it from this scripture this evening as God gave it to me about a month ago. I've been pondering it. You know, what I do know that we all have two kidneys. And I thank God for the kidneys. I, I thank God for Brother and Mrs. Sanguinetti that watched tonight and the success of the transplant of the surgery and the great need that Brother Jim had a, of a kidney and they removed both of his kidneys and his wife was able to, as a perfect match, give him one of her kidneys and thank God for him. The kidneys is like the oil filter of our, our vehicles. Uh, the, the, the kidneys filter the blood. The blood has to go through the kidneys and they, they, the, the kidneys, uh, it, it filters a, a sodium and uh, an acid, and, and, and it, it filters potassium, and it's, it's critically important. The, the, kidneys, the kidneys have to fulfill their function. You don't live without those kidneys operating. I, I'm wa watching my medical people here making sure I say the correct thing, but you have to have those kidneys, and they have to be functioning, and that's why we have people that get on uh, dialysis. Then we have two lungs. And the lungs are amazing. And I'm not, I'm no health director. I don't know the things they have done, but the mask bothers me for this reason. God created us with the ability to take in oxygen. Amen. We have to take in oxygen. It's, it's important to take oxygen because that oxygen has to go to the bloodstream. And the oxygen comes in through the lungs and it's transferred, that air, that oxygen is transferred into the bloodstream. 
I don't know if it's going to have an effect on us. I don't know those things. The medical people here will be able to tell us if it's, if it's damaging our system. I, I don't know. I, I'm not recommending health today. I'm not recommending you take the mask off. That's, that's not what I'm, I'm, I'm getting at. It's not undercutting. I'm just saying the lungs are so important. As the kidneys filter the blood and uh, what comes in, so the lungs, they, they transfer oxygen to the bloodstream. The pancreas is so important. I have a science book, and I bought it several years ago. My wife and I were in Monterey, and I went to a, a, a store, and I, I bought this science book. It's a very large book, and I, I love r- reading about the planets and, and the sun, the moon. I, I love looking at the, uh, 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 of how the earth was created and the various layers that, and, and as a result of di- uh, the flood, of course. And I love looking at the human skeleton and, uh, of man. And uh, you, you folks that know all these things, I'd love to sit down and talk to you. You can explain so much. But the pancreas, it is part of uh, the digestive system. And that pancreas has to work properly because it neutralizes the acid and therefore produces the proper amount of insulin that needs to be going through our body. It's amazing. Our our lungs have to take in this air, this oxygen, to transfer it to the bloodstream so that there's blood in our our air, in our our blood, uh, uh, oxygen in our blood, and, and the kidneys have to filter all that's coming in uh, into, our, into our blood and the pancreas, and then there's the liver. Uh, that liver, I remember, I went to summer camp, and as a junior boy, we taught this song, there's a gland beyond the liver that we call the old gallbladder, and we only reach that gland by surgery. If your doctor's well, I'll sing it for you later, but it has nothing to do with the message, but it's a great hymn of the faith. But the liver, the liver detoxifies the body. And it, you need to nourish your liver. I would think in December, many of you mothers especially ought to take some time. Uh, uh, Miss Treber is the expert on this. She has taken the time to figure out what, what these organs need. And she's tried to feed me healthy and tried to care for me and tried to have, have me take supplements, all these things what we need to do. But the liver is the largest organ. It's a 3.3 pounds out of all the organs. It's the heaviest organ. It breaks down fat. The liver is so important. It is so important. It breaks down food. And that's why you don't want to put junk into your body. You stop and think with me, and I don't know if this is true, but I've been told you take a 16-penny nail, nail, and you put that nail in a can of Coke, and it won't be very long, but a couple days, it is eating its, its, they eat it up, Coca-Cola. I'll probably be sued for saying that. But it's very obvious, if you take in poor liquid, the liquid goes into your bloodstream. You want to keep your blood healthy. Why? Leviticus 17, 11, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. When you have tainted blood, you'll have a toxic body, and eventually it's going to show up. 
I, uh, I really try to watch what I eat and try to stay away from the desserts and sugars, but I've just been praying about it. I don't know if I can make it. I don't know if I'm disciplined enough, but I'm thinking about in January, just putting on a, a major concentrated effort of no sugar. Just no sugar. I don't know. I, I, I'm not disciplined enough not to have my one cup of coffee. I've got to have that. It's very healthy. I don't know for what, but I've got to have it. But, but, but the liver... That organ detoxifies our body. You have to have a liver. You can't live without a liver. Don't, don't worry, we're running out of organs. The spleen, the spleen is so important. It, it's a filter again. God has all these built-in filters. And, and the filters, uh, everything goes through it and it has to filter the air and has to filter the blood and has to filter uh, the, the, the digestive system. And then we have the stomach. And the stomach takes that food and it stores it there and then it begins to break down what we eat. That's why they say, and I am the worst at this. Uh, my wife always is trying to teach me, but it's, you can't teach an old donkey new tricks, you know. But nonetheless, you're supposed to chew your every bite. What is it, ladies, you mother? Uh, you're supposed to chew it twice and swallow it. I think it's two times, is that what it is? Two times, two times, yes. I think it's, what is it, uh, 25 times? That is boring. You put a kernel of corn in, 25 times. You count. How could you do it 25 times? So you take a whole mouthful of that, you know, that's big old scoop and just scoop it on in there. 25 times, is it 25 times? Medical people, is it, Brother Mark, is it 25 times? He has no idea, he's just in medicine. Uh, it's just, I don't know how long, but you chew and you chew, but, but you wanna chew it up so that your stomach doesn't have to do all the breaking down. <laughs> Who wants to amen a, a, a biological, um, uh, never mind. The one that amazes me is the heart. The, the heart is so amazing. Uh, the heart, it, 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 our, our, our beat is every minute 72 to 75 times. 72 times. Every minute. It, it, um, it beats every day, and I've calculated it all out on a calculator. But, uh, and then I researched it, make sure I said, say it correctly. Your heart beats 40 million times a year. And it doesn't miss 40 million times. If, if you live to be 70, your heart is gonna pump 25 billion times. Now here's the amazing thing about every time it beats, 72 to 75 times per minute, every time it beats, it forces, it pushes out four ounces of blood throughout your, circuit, your, 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 your system. And so beat, push, beat, push, beat, push. Do you know that in a year's time, you see these oil tankers on the railroad tracks? They hold generally, these oil tankers, 6,000 gallons 
A large one could be 10,000. Your heart in a year's time will pump an 8,000 tanker, not one time, but 81 uh, car loads, uh, tanker loads, 81 tankers on the railroad track just from your one heart. What that four ounces, four ounces, four ounces, four ounces, four, you'd fill up a tanker. 8,000 gallons, and then you'd fill up another one, and then you'd fill up another, and soon after the one year, you'd have 81 of those filled. Psalm 139 says, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I guess you can, if you want, believe that one day there was an explosion, and all these things eventually, a liver, went in there and two kidneys went in there and, and two lungs went in there and one heart went in there and a spleen went in there and a gallbladder went in there and all these things began to go in there and they all began to do the exact function they're supposed to do and all the red cells and all the white cells and all the corpus, all of it, everything is going, everything's working, all the veins and uh, uh, the road system that's through your body and all the nerves and all the muscles and it's all there. <laughs> Because we were evolved. If you want to believe that, but I like what Psalm 139 says, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Look at the scripture with me tonight, and this has a bearing. For I say, verse 3, though, through the grace given unto me to every man, every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, very serious. According to as, here it is, God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. And here's our verse. For as we have, here's my message, many members in one body. Tonight, for these brief few moments that are left, many members in one body. In this one body, I have a heart. That heart pumps away. Years ago, a doctor said, now, Pastor, you have a slow heart. And he said, don't worry, that's a good sign. They say athletes normally have a, a slow heart. I'm not saying I'm a great athlete, but he says it's a little slower. That heart of all the four valves, the upper chamber of the Lord, it's just an amazing thing to study. I just love studying about uh, the, the, the organs of the body and how we're all put together. But you know, my heart is important. It's, it's, it, it's one, but, but okay. You say, well, I'm not going to use my heart. Well, then it's going to affect the rest of it. My, my, my heart has to get that four ounces of blood because the spleen needs it and, and the, the stomach needs it. And the liver needs that blood. So I, I, I can't get rid of my heart. But you know, the Bible says here, as we have many members in one body, I have my liver and I have my kidneys and I have my spleen and I have my gallbladder and I have my stomach and I have all this in my heart. God's put all that in one body, but they all have to work together. And if one fails to fulfill their task, it affects the whole body. So in the hospital this week, 
we will have people because 30% of this nation and this world will die this year of heart attacks. So 30% that die this year, their heart will cease to function. When your heart ceases to function, it affects the rest of the body, the remainder of the body. We have many people even in our church that uh, high sodium and it's affected their, their bodies and now their, their kidneys are not working. So we, we have people every day all over this valley and all around the world that go get insulin. I'm not saying they're wrong. It's just because their organ is, is failing and they have to get the proper insulin that they should have got from the organ, but the organ is not producing what it's supposed to do. There are many that are going to have lung cancer and the lungs are filling and, and whatever it might be. God says we have many members. Here's my message. Many members in one body. All members have not the same office. I was about a month ago in my personal Bible reading, reading through the book of Romans and I came across this verse. I had preached a few weeks before that on the gifts of the Spirit. I just began to ponder. We, we have all one body and we have all these organs, but they all don't have the same function. You know, the spleen doesn't pump out four ounces of blood, but the heart does, because that's the heart's job. Who's the most important? Well, what do you mean who's the most important? What organs the most important? They're all important. And God is introducing to us the gifts of the Spirit and he said, every man gets the gift and our gifts at salvation. They're all important, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. But the purpose of the gift is not to exalt ourselves, but to be used in the institution called the New Testament local church. Look what he says. For as in verse 4, we have many members in one body. All members have not the same office. They don't have the same responsibility. So we being many are one body in Christ and not the same. Uh, it, so, so, so my spleen says, look, I don't need to be preeminent. I just need to fulfill my task. My lungs say, I don't need to be preeminent. I just need to fulfill my task for the big body to live properly. My kidneys say, I don't need to be the number one. Nobody has to write a song about kidneys. I, I, I just need to fulfill my task. And the Bible goes on then to say, having then gifts differing one from, uh, uh, to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, our ministry, our teaching, our exhortation, our giving, our ruling. He said it's all very important. There are nine gifts of the Spirit. They're found in, Eph we've covered it in the recent days, Ephesians chapter 4. And that one is that there's a gift that God gives at salvation, the gift of being a pastor. We say sometimes, well, there's a talented young man. He'd be a good pastor. No. No, God's not looking for talent. God's looking for a man that has the call of God on his life and the gift of the Spirit of being a pastor. I'm looking back on my life now, a life of a ministry for God. And uh, though I started just by faith, I know, I know the purpose why I was created. I know why I was created. I'm an old man compared to most of you now. As an old man looking back over a long ministry, I know God created me to be a pastor. I know that. I know that God in his perfect time opened up that door. 
That's a gift. God doesn't choose the wise. God chooses the foolish to confound the mighty. He has chosen that office of being a pastor, being a shepherd to the people. Uh, he is to be a poimane, is the word shepherd. He is to be a, 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 a keruk, a, a preacher of the gospel, a didaskalos, a teacher of the gospel, an episkopos, which is to be an overseer of the assembly and watch everything in the church. And then he's be a presbyteros, which is a president to the assembly. He's got to keep his eyes on things. He's got to keep his hand. He can't, he's got to be a worker. The Bible gives the, the he's got to have a good testimony out, out and within. He's got to be always involved in the work of the Lord and live and eat and drink and sleep, the ministry. Sometimes I don't say, I try not to say a lot. Oh, poor pastor, he doesn't sleep. No, I don't sleep. I don't, number one, think I need a lot of sleep. That's just the way God designed me. But I tell you what, I'll go to bed tonight and I'll fall asleep for a little while. I might be asleep for 15 minutes and get up and wake up. There, there's just too much passion in this heart. I, there's too much going on. I'll be, I'm thinking about 2022 and I'm thinking about this week and I, I just get going and say, they say well, are you tired? The whole world's tired. But I've got a passion to, to, to keep with the thing that God's called me to do. There's a, there's a gift called preaching or pastoring. There's a, and some of you haven't, you're running from it. Some of you have the gift of, of ministering, that's serving in this text, or being a teacher of the Word of God or exhortation. You have the gift of encouragement. You're not chief rain cloud. I hope I have the gift of exhortation because that's one of the things I'm supposed to do. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. So I have to correct someone. If I have to deal with some situation, if I'm talking to a preacher and I try to watch it, uh, I told you the next Sunday morning and Sunday night we'll have two different preachers, the next week another one, I will not say anything to them on Thursday, Friday, Saturday that could take away from the responsibility that they could preach on Sunday. You'd be shocked. I ought to write a book sometime. The things that people say to me right before I go to the pulpit are the people, I, I said this morning to somebody, hey, good morning. Hi. I said, well, he's ticked. I don't know what he's ticked at, but he's ticked. I must have done something. We're going to be careful with one another. A teacher. And then there's giving. God gave you the gift to give. Don't hoard. Give. And God gave, there's a gift of ruling that's government and leading, not necessarily political government, but leading in the church. And God gives the gift of mercy, and God gives a gift of faith, number eight, and God gives a gift of helps. What's your gift and our gifts? Now, you say, my gift is to be the spleen, then be the spleen. My gift is to be the kidneys, and you better fulfill your function, because if you don't, the entire body suffers. He's given us gifts. And when a one organ begins to fail, that organ that pumps 60, 650,000 gallons, 650,000 gallons of blood a year, the heart. Think of a gallon of milk. Think of 650,000 of it. When that heart begins to fail, 
you medical people, how you know how to do all this, it's amazing to me. You know how to go in there and take the aorta and straighten it out. You know how to put a pig valve in. You know how to do a stent. You know how to do a transplant, a heart transplant. Because you have to have a good heart. But if my heart fails, ladies and gentlemen, I think of a well, well, well-known preacher, nationwide preacher that everybody in this world would know the name. And on a Monday morning, after preaching all day, he went to his office, he was sitting at his desk, he stood up and it fell over. And the next thing they found him was on the floor in his office. He had a heart attack and he died. One of these days, if the Lord tarries, for all of us, our organ is going to fail us. So I want to ask you to nourish your organ this year. The, 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 the part, because you're part of the body. You imagine, Brother Reamers, if everybody took their gift and exercised their gift in this church. You people that are such great encouragers. You imagine to find these little girls that are adult ladies now that sang this morning, this evening, and these precious ladies, this trio that sang, and that duet that sang, and those, those Alvin and the boys, what do you call them, Alvin and the chipmunks or whatever. See, see here's what some people do. I don't think that song was appropriate. And, and, you know, it was appropriate. I don't know. I just didn't like that. And you feel like you have the ministry of criticism. Well, that's a big help. Brother Martinez, you sing so well. And when you sing, the internet spikes. When I preach, it goes down. Thank you very much. But when he's singing... Have you ever sung, you singers, Brother Dan, you ever sang and someone's like this? You're, you're trying to sing, and you're thinking, well, this is going nowhere for Ralphie. Tonight, I, I want to encourage you to nourish your organs and use your organ. Keep using that heart that spleen, those kidneys. Keep your gift of giving going. Well, nobody ever recognized me. The goal is not to be recognized. The goal is to be hidden. All these organs are hidden in here. It's amazing how God protects almost every one of these organs by ribs. And it's a cage around all these organs because these organs are so important. You can break a rib. It's painful. And it takes about 13 months to heal. A broken rib is not very good. Very painful. But you know that that rib is there to protect the organs. It's an amazing thing how God designed us. Nobody sees the organs, but when they don't work properly, 
you destroy the whole body. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.